0: Hi guys, this is Alistair Stewart. I hope this finds you well. I'm the host of Darrow Discussions. Um, Today I want to kind of reflect on 2017's Logan film. Now, this may seem a little out of the blue, but I'll tell you why. I watched the new Star Trek Captain Picard series the other day where an elderly Patrick Stewart seems intent on protecting a young girl from untold danger. I'm not sure if that reminds you of anything, but it certainly reminded me of the plot for Logan. And I think it's kind of worth reflecting on Logan, actually, because I think Patrick Stewart potentially might be trying to do what he did with his character, Charles Xavier, which he I think he played for 20 years in the X-Men franchise, and is with what he's trying to do for Star Trek. And that is a final send-off, one final role in a no-holds-barred emotional attempt at giving the audience what they want. Um, is I suppose we should begin with the obvious question, is Logan actually an X-Men film? I think it's a prevalent question that lasts throughout James Mangold's very nuanced and unexpectedly poignant picture. Um, Hugh Jackman... Hugh Jackman is the, the 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 centerpiece of the film, but he's not the emotional crux of the movie. That comes to that comes from Patrick Stewart and their relationship and how that develops throughout and how they interact. It's very much like a father son. It's steeped in disappointment, the what ifs, what could have been, and ultimately demise and time for both men. Hugh Jackman's past his prime, Wolverine struggling to make a living as a limo driver to support to support the deteriorating Professor X is, is 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 quite hard to watch. Actually, given that you've also had you know two decades of these guys you know being in their prime, being the action heroes we know them to be. Um, clearly, you know both men are ailing. Particularly Logan, he drinks too much. He's not healing enough to hide the scars, and the fact that that is his 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 X Men healing factor is nearly gone is a deciding part in us knowing that this is the end. Um, the relationship is fractious at best; it's barely functional. And you know, with the support of Stephen Merchant's Caliban, there Xavier is suffering some kind of mutant Alzheimer's and is required to be drugged at all times and hidden from the US government who now classify his declining mind as a weapon of mass destruction. I mean, things are not good for our heroes. The arrival of Laura, newcomer uh, Daphne Keane, a uh, young woman, very, very, very much like the logic of the new Picard trailer, forces Logan to look at his legacy straight in the eye. So while they're pursued by uh, Donald Pierce, played by uh, Boyd Holbrook, and his mechanically aug- augmented Reavers, Logan and Xavier find that Laura is not only one of the last remaining mutants in the world but that she is a genetic clone of wolverine essentially his daughter what follows for most of the movie is in one part children of men meets unforgiven as logan reluctantly agrees to smuggle laura to a place called eden with xavier a supposed safety zone for mutant children and is familiar but post apocalyptic world it's kind of a classic formula of the hero coming back for one more fight. Shane is referenced throughout and indeed is modeled on that and you know M- Mangol did uh, the 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 um, johnny cash movie and there's a there's a lot of I and mean, that indeed isn't in used in the credits but there's a, there's a lot of the one more fight for all characters involved in this. Patrick Stewart and, 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 and Logan are tremendous together. They share a chemistry on screen that they simply didn't have in the other films, which were much more commercially minded. Logan, if nothing else, is an acting indulgence for Jackman. Although it's the role that made his name and which, in turn, you know he has defined, there has there never, to date, been a definitive Wolverine movie. There's been ones which have touched on it, but you know, metal claws and all that and nothing particularly exciting aside from that. Um Mangold's previous attempt with the Wolverine was visually impressive but altogether unremarkable. Logan by contrast is an absolute revolution in the superhero genre and a personal best for the returning cast, the director and the script is so entirely self aware that it's gonna be going out in a bang that it just makes it all the sweeter knowing that that's the direction that they're heading in. Ultimately, I think the result is an astonishing swan song and something of an unexpected triumph for a genre that most thought was in decline. Steven Spielberg said a few years ago that you know people were growing, you know, fatigued of the superhero genre. Well, that might be the case in the future, but certainly not just now, and certainly not when this film came out. So, where the film succeeds, it knows that. It at best, it's a superhero film, but at its heart, it's a timeless tale of redemption, and that's not contingent on special effects or or or, or dated context. That's you know a, a human story. That's the, the the great mythos of of all Herculean champions that they fall and they rise and they fall again and they have one more fight left in them. So it's an obvious lesson, but given the immortal quality of the comic source material it's kind of remarkable that most filmmakers choose to eclipse that point in favor of utilizing the latest cgi to produce something that will eventually age beyond relevance it should always be about characterization and it should always be about dialogue and 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 making a genuine contribution to to cinema so when you compare and look back and think of this film and, and, and in a deliberate comparison to the, the the first film, the 2000 X-Men film Logan serves as both a, a fitting and mature epitaph for the times we now live in as well as a timeless character study it's gone as a, you know, the the ier optimism of liberal values, hopes for mutant multiculturalism and world peace here is the first film to portray the Trump soul on screen, it's barren, it's Desolate. It's anarchic. It's 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 impossible to detach the sandy wastelands on screen from the daunting danger of the world that these characters now live in, and. and I suppose it's not. The film doesn't really find its soul in a quasi political statement like its X Men predecessors. It's ironic in that respect. It's not. It's not trying to promote equal rights. It's. It's trying to promote survival, and at the heart of that is the relationships, and particularly the rage of the of a small child. Laura is the genetic progeny of of Wolverine, but like the role of the companion in Doctor Who, she is also our entry into this world it's it's in her earnest fear of her captors pursuing that the salivating promise of freedom from tyranny is erected around her and the longing for a father who doesn't understand her and a a grandfather who ultimately dies as patrick stewart's character does and he does so with wolverine thinking that xavier thought him, him a failure her hadn't lived up to his promise it's heartbreaking. So early on there are tender moments between Laura and aging Charles Xavier as he desperately tries to help her but Stuart's utterly compelling portrayal of the waning professor is comparable in many respects to his on-off screen friend um on-off uh, his screen companion and friend Ian McCallan who likewise played a Advanced Nonagerian and Mr. Holmes. There's a shared elegance and empathy in Stuart and Jackman's performance that they're playing characters who are over the hill and that's more heartbreaking because it's a nuanced continuation of their, patro- their portrayal and a final portrayal of, of what they've been doing for the last 20 years. The desert setting makes no bones about this being a story inspired by Shane and, and the Western genre, but... It's very much influenced by Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven. The the, for, it, 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 the former is the definitive standard for heroic purpose in a world that doesn't expect heroes. And Unforgiven is an, an unpardonably cruel display of evil vice and character. But again, uh, the, the crowning finale, the crowning achievement in Clint Eastwood's experience in that genre. If Logan is not quite as graphic as... Unforgiven, it is just as brutal and the explicit blood and language work well and never indulgently to elevate the question about just what superheroes really look like and what they are really like. The meta inclusion of X-Men comics works in the story and it it puts this question front and centre and curiously raises the prospect that these characters on screen were merely fictive. Here we have the real thing and all the trauma that brings. It's a magnificent retcon done in no more than several scenes that reinvigorates the franchise in the most unexpected way, particularly when you see children waving X Men comics looking like the X Men characters that we know and love. The allusions to Shane are, of course, one of the more noted themes of the film, but Xavier, you know, watching it with Laura, is foreshadowing at its best as is the silence between logan and laura xavier's grave save for choke tears it's a beautiful analogy for the affection that was clearly unsaid between these two men but complicated affection when this is contrasted with laura's eulogy at the graveside of wolverine at the end of the film there's a wonderful display of character growth the quote from shane that that's it should be the and, and is the de facto tagline for the film there's no living with a killing there's no going back from it no x-men film if if, and i return to this if this can even be called one it's such a masterpiece has dared to do what director james mangold has done indeed it's significant that he has created a film riddled with such ambiguity given that previous incarnations have ever done little to these characters other than give them cinematic life it's not given them the complexity and script they deserve but here that is what they get the themes of love family loss growth and redemption work almost as characters in their own right here as they and, and and they really do form the backbone for logan for jack min it's interesting because you know his penchant for oscar appearances invites speculation here that it's time for him to be on the receiving end of one for for his work with X-Men but obviously he's yet to achieve it his brutally understated performance pairs more resemblance to the physically reset- wrecked Bruce Wayne of Christopher Nolan's Batman films or Sylvester Stallone's Rocky Unforgiven The Dark Knight Rises, Rocky Balboa Skyfall and most recently Mr. Holmes all deal with the realities and ravishes of time for supposedly indestructible and time immemorial characters More subtly and sweetly than that, these films give beloved characters the conclusion they need to make them real. The monomyth concept put forward by Joseph Campbell in his book Hero with a Thousand Faces demands that a character's journey ends with him coming back one more time for a final fight. Where stories like this succeed best is when they set themselves diametrically apart from the adolescent simplicity and superhero mortality of their previous versions the satisfaction derived from logan is because of he has a non-pandering storytelling as a style largely started by the 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 risk that fox took on deadpool in 2015 and the mind boggles at how marvel whose successes with the avengers and related characters have you know which have often dwarfed dwarfed fox's attempts you know you have to ask how they will handle such a feat now that they own the rights to the x-men films again what fox unsuccessfully began with i suppose daredevil back in 2003 they finally got right with logan it's it's a mature superhero movie that audiences deserve audiences want the saccharine thrill rush of marvel you know and they always will but they also want you know stories that are are riskier and 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 show the maturing of heroes there, there can't be a middle effort as there was with Batman v Superman, which was critically panned because it tried to be both at the same time. The grand flirtation of movie making, of whether you can really make a comic book story that deals with adult themes, have now become a, a marriage of great success. Indeed, throughout this film, you, you, you see that repeatedly. And there's little to suggest where Logan fits into canon save for... The illusion of an incident in new york presumably the 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 first film in truth it doesn't matter so compartmentalized is the story and so character driven that it is the the focus on the mystery of what's wrong with xavier and why they're living in exile is irrelevant mangold and jackson jackman have adapted for screen what the source material comics do all the time they shake the kaleidoscope with little concern as to where the story more broadly fits it's hollywood that demands a linear tale not the audiences they're they're used to comic books they understand that and the multiverse and so forth Marco Beltrani's understated score brings these threads together beautifully and there's western illusions throughout but no real evocative string movements save for the end the only real blast of that sound occurs in the crescendoing folly, which is intensely satisfying Logan briefly reborn ploughing himself into an army to save children he's tried to pretend he doesn't care about becomes in mere moments one of the most complete superhero portrayals ever seen on film in that respect Logan is undoubtedly bloody it's a miserable affair but it's a captivating journey and Batman v Superman which I mentioned earlier had all the grandiose costumed imagery which Logan is stripped away to leave us with real characters. The old adage that script is everything is still true but there's no substitute for an evolved interest and genuine affection for characters which have been on the screen for a long time or in this case nearly 20 years. Richard E. Grant also gives a a subtle menace throughout the film as the surgical head of uh, the, the evil corporation that's removed mutants from the world and eradicated them through science and is brutally experimenting on children and is an eerie hark back to the circumstances that created wolverine in the first place with all credit to grant the film benefits from the absence of a a big bad It, it would have been absurd to cast some vaudeville villain with such pains and and, and and angst that, you know, is trying to rival this story. No, the the subtlety makes it perfect. It it it, it absolutely brings out a perverse, genocidal, almost Joseph Mengele rationale that works impeccably well as the X man's final adversary. Laura indeed is a visceral embodiment of rage and although her relationship with logan is progressively more affectionate and genuinely heartbreaking it's 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 taciturn she barely speaks for most of the film but so much is said in her actions the catharsis that they need on the promise that's originally sort of that is generated around the beginning of the film is expanded on she might have a genetic connection to wolverine but wolverine Logan works to remove her from the violent world he comes from. Xavier's deteriorating mind and sincere remorse that he cost the lives of those he tried to protect and Logan through the the subtle efforts of taking him to the toilet is paralleled by how Laura supports her ailing father. In the end, I I suppose the most heart-rendering, heartbreaking part of all of this is Laura rearranging the cross at Logan's grave into an X. It's utterly perfect. One of the other small children is clutching a Wolverine toy, having been saved from the reluctant but stoically decent character in the namesake of the film. It's a fitting end for fans of a certain age who've grown up knowing only Hugh Jackman's take on the character of, of Wolverine. And now we get to see Logan, the, mind behind the, the man behind the mask he never put on. Of course there will likely be others and that's the maturity of film. It doesn't boggle that there will be other X-Men films and it doesn't boggle that there will be other interpretations of Wolverine but where this film is special is where it has taken the direction of the character how it gave Hugh Jackman the X-Men film that he deserved and retiring on it is an important just reward for him. I suppose trailers for films are usually a source of inspiration and laterally intense hatred because they never live up to the promise of what they they, they they showcase. but just as an afterthought, you know the the crescendoing highs of Johnny Cash's of use in the the two minute compilation for this film was perfectly apt. Logan rarely for a film absolutely succeeds the thematic riffs the melodic inducement of of cash and are entirely well placed and justified and by the time the credits roll to the man comes around as that plays there is widespread capitulation to the feeling that the the music was expertly used and the film belongs and a black and white version it, it's it's a it is a tale of it is a, a, a noir tale it's it's tragic it's brilliant it's beautiful it's wonderful and it just so happens to be based on comic books in that with all that said jackman and stewart have been patient enough for the studio to give them the film their talents justified and the fans at last have been given a superb wolverine picture that they deserve and more than that audiences have been Given the remake of Shane and Unforgiven, they never knew that they needed him. A film that they never knew just how much they deserved. An absolutely fantastic masterpiece of a film and it will be a very long time before we see anything like it again.